This episode is brought to you by Loot Crate. Save 10% on any new subscription at trylootcrate.com forward slash AFBlues. Enter promo code BREACH10 for 10% savings. You're listening to the Action Figure Blues Podcast, episode number 288, for the week of Wednesday, the 30th of August, 2017. This episode is brought to you by Loot Crate and ActionFigureBlues.com. Tonight, our Toys of the Week are the Figurized Mechanics Freezer Hoverpod Model Kit, the Figna Table Museum The Scream Action Figure, and the Playmate Samurai Rabbit Yusagi Yojimbo Figure. Hey everybody, Scotty here. Uh, sorry for getting this episode up a day late in the feed. It's been one of those weeks where we haven't been able to get the gang together, uh, but we have drawn from far and wide a set of Toys of the Week for you to listen to this week, uh, including a very special guest reviewer in one of our segments, and I'll, I'll leave uh, you to be surprised. Um, I would have to say that this set of toys you're going to hear about would I think be the most eclectic grouping of items that we've reviewed in nearly 300 episodes of the show. And I think it just shows how um, diverse our tastes are and how our collecting habits have evolved and also um, demonstrates that sometimes we can just be plain weird. Before I hand over to Adam for his Toy of the Week, you're going to hear briefly from Ben, who's going to talk about something cool that we just had on our Facebook page, um, which includes an opportunity for you to win a prize. Well, if you'd spent any time in the vicinity of the Action Figure Blues Facebook page in the last couple of days, you will have noticed uh, some pretty groovy pictures that we've been posting of some really awesome 3D effects that you can clip onto your Marvel Legends figures. So a friend of the podcast, friend of mine, the very talented Joel Michael, has been uh, doing some really cool things with a 3D printer. And these include little effects that you can actually clip on to your Marvel Legends figures. He's been doing some really, really nifty things for Spider-Man figures in creating uh, replications, I guess, of Spidey's uh, spider sense. So you can sort of add that tingling effect to your figures, and he's doing those in multiple colors depending on the figure that you want to attach it to. And he's been doing some really, really cool stuff for your Cyclops figures in the form of some optic blasts. And uh, they vary as well. So you've got that initial rumbling of an optic blast right through to the mega blast that extends out. And these actually clip on to all of your Cyclops figures. If you actually go and have a look, you'll notice that he's actually uh, fitting them to all the different Marvel Legends Cyclops figures, regardless of which one is your favourite. Now, what's actually really, really cool is you can contact Joel if you're interested in uh, buying a set of these effects, and you can actually reach him at slide underscore LSU at hotmail.com. That's slide, S-L-I-D-E underscore L-S-U at hotmail.com. Have a chat to Joel, work out what you'd like. He'll uh, give you some ideas for pricing and stuff and uh, hook you up. But because Joel is such a cool guy. He actually has uh, kindly contributed two full sets of effects. So two sets of Spidey effects, two sets of Cyclops effects, which we've combined together in two sets, and we are going to give them away. What do you have to do to win them? Well, I'm glad you asked. 
Look, um, Joel is actually pretty handy with a camera too. He does take some very, very awesome articulated comic book art type photos using action figures. So we decided if you're prepared to take some photos of your favourite Cyclops figure, send them to us and we will vote on which ones we think are the best. Now, don't get carried away. You don't have to go crazy in Photoshop. You don't have to hire professional professional set dresses or anything crazy like that. We just want you to have fun. Get your favourite Cyclops figure. Take some groovy photos photos and you can post them to our Facebook page. Uh, we also respect your right to kick it old school and if you would uh, prefer to just email it to us you can actually do that by sending it to podcast at actionfigureblues.com. Now we do have two sets to give away so we're going to choose our overall favorite photo but we also are going to choose our favorite funny photos so you can actually uh, submit to both categories if you'd like, um, submit as many as you'd like and we'll end up choosing our two favourites, best photo and funniest photo. So anyway, go check them out on our Facebook page, send a message off to Joel if you're interested and uh, we'll probably run this for a couple of weeks and then announce the winners on a future episode. Alright, thanks for listening folks, take care, see you next time. Dragon Ball Z, the saga continues. Cosmic evil is on the rise. You and your friends are Earth's only hope. Will Goku and Shug Super Saiyan power be enough this time? Gohan's in danger until Team Dragon Ball Z joins the fight. But wait, it's Evil Freeza. The Earth is still in trouble. Your friends are in for the fight of their life, but you won't let them down. The fate of the world depends on it, each sold separately. Well, here we go again. This is a uh, another wonderful opportunity to talk about something a bit different. Uh, this time we are talking about the Figurize Mechanics Freezer Hoverpod uh, model kit. This is uh, one of the Dragon Ball Z model kits um, that Bandai put out. It uh, came out in 2017. I got mine in 2017. It went for about $33 Australian at the time. Um... In terms of packaging, it comes in what I would describe as model kit box. So fairly standard, just plain cardboard box with lots of nice pictures on the outside. Um, some of them are shots of the the anime series, so you can see kind of the colour schemes that you're, you're going for here. Um, once you open the box up, you have, you know, your, your standard plastic bags with um, kit parts on sprues. Uh, along with a, a sheet of instructions, which is very useful. Um, there's also a sheet that has well, a single sheet of sticker, um, which is for the control panel. So, you know, you open it up, you put it all together. Um, the figureize sets are really good in that they do not require any gluing. Um, they simply require you to have a set of model kit sprues, a hobby knife, and some sanding paper. Um, the trick with them, though, is kind of twofold in that if you um, do not have uh, a desire to just go with base plastic and you want to have things look, I don't know, like a bit more like in the anime, um, there's a little bit of painting to do. In this kit, the black is fine. Fantastic. The white is fine. Fantastic. Um, the control panel elements are fine. No painting. The issue comes in with the seat and the um, vent slash armor looking pieces um, and I guess the, the hover vent piece mechanic uh, mechanism on the underside. Now in the anime, these are all actually a bit more brown than they are yellow. So I 
did what I do and uh, got out the airbrush and the brown and uh, a couple of different shades of brown um, and duly painted them up. So they've turned out fine. They now look a lot more like the, um, the anime. So the chair itself, that goes together, that's fine. It comes on a little stand that you can put it on. Fantastic. So I can now uh, put that in my displays if I need to. The next problem, um, the figurized mechanics kits that I have thus far opened um, and assembled, there is the Saiyan Space Pod, which came with um, a little mini Vegeta that is static and cannot be posed, but that you can put in a, a position of repose inside the, the pod. Um, and this one comes with a first form freezer that you can assemble and sit in the chair with his tail hanging out. The problem for me is that these um, are slightly smaller than a figure arts scale, um, as I've discussed in the past. So you can't quite fit, for example, a, a, um, a figure arts Vegeta into the Saiyan space pod. Similarly, um, if there were a figure arts freezer... Um, in first form, he would probably not quite be sitting in the pod. Which brings me to the next problem that I have, is that there is not a first form figure arts freezer to sit in the sand space pod, not sand space pod, the freezer hover pod. Um, so to that end, I have um, kept the sprues for freezer. I have not assembled him and have not put him in the pod. Um, and therefore I have this, this wonderful vehicle with no one to ride around in. Um, which I think is maybe a bit of an oversight on Bandai's behalf. Uh, it surely cannot be too hard to provide these figures for us. Um, we have not even seen solicited uh, a freezer first form of any sort. Um, and you know what? That's really not their fault. I knew that when uh, I purchased it. It's just a, a great item anyway. It's a, a minor gripe. Um, you know, it turns up pretty good uh, for the level of effort you have to put into it. Um, if you are, are not caring about the, the colours, you'll just go ahead and assemble it yourself and there will be no painting required, there is no paintwork to worry about, there is no articulation to worry about. The only other thing on this one is keep in mind that when you're re removing the sprues that you are careful around um, around the corners of the, I guess, the, the side vents on, on the hover pod. Um, they are both sprue, have sprues at the top of... Um, those vents on the front piece and if you leave them on it will look shit and if you take too much plastic off it will look shit uh, also a good opportunity to um, get out the sandpaper and the other thing is if you really want to then make sure that there's no kind of no evidence that you've um, sanded the plastic you may want to paint it with a, a flat black color as well um, other than that I, I think there's not really a lot to do and uh, go your hardest um, in terms of uh, a rating, you know, it's um, it's a bit exy for for what it is. Thirty three bucks. Um, it doesn't buy what it used to in a model kit. I'll be honest there. You know, you can get some of the the old um, Tamiya Formula One kits for about that or less, but you won't get a, a modern car model kit um, realistically for for significantly less than that. Um, but on the other hand, you know, there, there's not a lot of painting, there's not any gluing required, so your excess materials are basically nil. Um, I think once we get an appropriately scaled freezer in first form, um, we will be able to put him in there. There's no reason I couldn't put other figures in there, just for the, the shits and giggles of it. Um, but it's, it's pretty good scale-wise, so I think uh, overall 
I'm going to give this uh, a 7 out of 10. Thanks a lot. If your collecting addiction is a hard itch to scratch, then you might lack a bit of insurance that you always have some new goodies on the horizon. Loot Crate is the world's favorite subscription box service, and they're currently offering AFB listeners 10% off any of their flexible subscription plans. Every Loot Crate includes exclusive apparel and collectible items built around a theme, and there are so many theme crates to choose from, whether you're into a more general pop culture or gaming theme, or you have a more specific interest. To save 10% on any new subscription, go to trylootcrate.com forward slash afblues and enter the promo code BREACH10. If you do sign up and you love your loot, be sure to go to the AFB Facebook page and post a pic of your new gear. That's trylootcrate.com forward slash afblues with the promo code BREACH10. Hey everybody, this is John, and tonight I'm looking at the Tabletop Museum version of The Scream. And, you know, this is a figure based on a piece of art, so I needed somebody to help me with this that knew more about art than I did. So I invited somebody that you've heard their name, but have not heard them talk on the show, and that's the one and only Mrs. Nerd. Good evening. I invited her because, like I said, she knows more about art than... I do, so tell us about your art pedigree. <laughs> Is it like an AKC thing or what? I don't have an art pedigree. I just like to make art. Tell people what kind of art you make and where they can find you at. There's no short answer. Um, I'm a digital designer and mixed media artist, and you can find me on Facebook under Ephemoir or at ephemoire.com. And that is spelled E-P-H-E-M-O-I-R-E.com. And I do, like, journal kits and a lot of vintage images and... Digital art. Clip art, artist resources, Photoshop brushes, um, printables, all kinds of cool stuff. Art prints stuff because you've got it around the house and I always love seeing what you do because you're awesome. I did not pay him to say that, FYI. Moving on. Moving on, tonight we're looking at The Scream. The Scream is that famous painting, how would you describe it? A dude screaming. I think you guys have probably all seen this one. Okay, have you ever seen Home Alone, Macaulay Culkin, Hands on Cheeks? Everybody's seen that movie. Think of a bald dude in a black robe, impressionistic style, Macaulay Culkin, and you have the scream. And uh, so the idea behind this figure is the people over at Figma or Good Smile or whatever else they go by in Japan, um, they decided they would make different action pieces of art. And this is the first one they've really done of a painting. I guess they did Vitruvian Man, which is a drawing, but this one's like the first one of a painting. Um, it reordered last year and just came out. So, um, these best shores around now. Uh, so it's released in 2017. It's about four inches tall, but the idea is, is there's an action figure of the dude that's screaming and then a little backdrop, like a printed cardboard backdrop with a frame around it that goes on the, the Figma state. It's like, it kind of looks like the painting there on your desktop, but that's important to know that the the background is the actual reproduction of the background of the painting. It's it's true to the painting. Yeah, it actually um they did a really nice job of 
photoshopping out the the screaming dude. I mean, it, it looks like you know the whole background. It's not like there's a big empty space where he's supposed to be. So they have a lot of new features in Photoshop now, John. Content aware fill that sort of thing. Always happy to help. Um. So. Obviously, for uh, sculpting, that's one of the things we talk about on here. And um, this isn't sculpted like a regular figure. You know, it's normally we're looking for hyper detail, you know, wrinkles, eyes, that kind of stuff. But he's kind of like smooth and like all the skin parts, but then kind of jagged on the robe parts. But um, the overall effect was, uh, you know, he looks he looks like he does in the painting. He, he doesn't look like an action figure per se. He looks more like uh, what he does in the painting. They did a good job of translating an impressionist painting into a three-dimensional action figure. So if you think of an impressionist painting is going to have brush strokes that are rough and, and everything isn't crisp, it's sort of almost a little blurry, that's that's how they translated him into this figure and it's it's done very, very well. He, his head's kind of smooth. He almost has like a wood mannequin type uh, effect. Um, hands and, and the head, I thought. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about the hands for a second. No, the hands kind of creep you out, don't they? They really do. Okay. Um, the fact that John has been like posing this guy, throwing gang symbols and patting his head and rubbing his tummy and throwing the peace sign like Richard Nixon and, I mean, all these crazy things. All that aside, there's this little bracket piece that has little offshoots. And each of the extra hands, and I think, what did you say, there's six? Um, actually, there's eight extra hands, so there's four extra sets plus the two that come on him. Good gravy. Okay, so that's, that's a lot of hands. Run, let's run through them real quick. He's got the hands that he comes with that are like the screen pose, which are like what we would normally call swimmy hands on the, the podcast. They're just the flat karate chop type hands. Um, then he's got the, the peace signs, which are probably my favorite. Um, no kidding. He's got the... He's got two hands that, that make up uh, like a heart. He can do the heart symbol over his chest. And two hands that um, I think Eddie called, would call them the, the wall crawler hands where they're, they're kind of splayed, but the fingers are kind of up a little bit. And then the last two are kind of grippy hands that, that they're not open. So you can't like put a gun or anything in them. But if you had like a, a miniature rose or something, you could probably put it in. And those are weird. He doesn't strike me as the kind of guy that would hold a gun. Probably not. He's screaming for something, though. In you know, if you had a little miniature ice cream cone or something, maybe you could put that in. <laughs> ice cream for ice cream. Yeah, that was good. Um. Now, yeah, you're right. I've been playing with the uh, the probably the peace sign ones the most. I hope he posts these pictures for you guys because he's been driving me nuts with them. That and the fact that he didn't buy the Vitruvian Man for me when he had the opportunity. Well, that is also a sore spot. Not know that I did not have the opportunity. That pre-order happened without me knowing. Well, hopefully someone listening to this show will see one and message John and say, get yourself out of the doghouse with Mrs. Nerd. Um, probably not, but they seem to be re-releasing all of their other stuff, so I bet he 
or your ten hands crossed, as it were. Like four legs and six arms or something. Yeah, but he's supposed to. The scream dude only has two hands in the print. The the Vitruvian man also has something else that you're probably going to have to cover I can make a loincloth or put a post-it note on it. Um... Speaking of the, the, the hands, I really like the paint on them. Like I said, they, they kind of have this wood-like effect, but um, I think overall the paint kind of sells him as being a painted object. You know, I'm so used to seeing it, like I said, a regular action figure that, um, you know, does it look like a jacket or does it look like Batman's costume that, that this one kind of throws me because it looks, you know, it's got little colors running through it in different spots and it's splotchy and... It looks painted. It looks like the painting. Not- He's wearing a robe, too. I mean, you're not seeing legs or or any, you know, f- discernible joints or anything. But the robe itself is almost serpentine-like, the way it can move. It was cool. I, I really liked how you could pose him, you know, like he's, I don't know, a breakdancer and he- he's doing the snake. Well, if you look at him in the in the painting, he's kind of got that weird S shape, like he's like he's a snake too. But they they did a good job between the paint and the sculpt on it of of hiding all those body joints. You don't really get a sense of them being there. Really, the only place you can even see the joints are probably his wrists, and they do include a little extra wrist joint in there too, which is always good to see in case you lose one. Um, what did you think of the paint? What did I think of the painting? Yeah, how do you think? Well, how well do you think he's painted? I said it before, I thought they did a really good job with it. The one thing I didn't care for was the way that it's framed. I mean, this is an iconic painting that most people would be able to pick out right away. They may not know what it's called, but they would have seen it before and would have some sort of recognition. So with that in mind, a plain plastic frame just doesn't seem to give it enough respect. Um, if I'm going to buy something that's based on an iconic print, I mean, you're not buying it to play with it, obviously. So give me a frame that's got some filigree, that's got some gold on it. Looks like it came out of a museum. That's going to make it a lot more real for me. Yeah, this one kind of looks more like it's out of like Superman's house or something. It's it's really gold and techy looking almost. And that doesn't jive at all. No, and if anything, I don't like the way it's constructed either because it's not as solid as the figure is. It's kind of like in pieces, and it, you, I've had I had it fall apart on me when I took it out of the box, and I had to like snap it back together. So um, it's not the most sturdy part of the figure. It would have been nice just to see a little more attention there. I'd like to see you replace the frame yourself. I mean, you could probably find something and um, cut it down with a Dremel and reframe it neat to see it maybe in a shadow box even. Yeah. That doesn't appeal to me, but you do what you want. Probably will. Um, one display option we, we do have, although you probably wouldn't let me do this. Uh, I didn't realize this when I pre-ordered. He actually has a magnet in, in the base of his robe, so um, you can actually stick him on large, flat metal surfaces. So if you want him on the fridge, you could do that. Which makes absolutely no sense at all. You're out of ice cream. Okay, but if he's hanging at a 90-degree angle perpendicular to the fridge, his robe would be hanging funky. 
And since it's sculpted, that can't be. Now, if you told me you wanted to make him a hood ornament or you wanted to put him on your dashboard instead of a hula girl or something, that I could get behind. But not on the fridge. I like the idea of, of like a dashboard having him on screaming through traffic. No passing. Well, yeah, let him do the road rage for you. So if you're going to rate him on a scale of one to ten, what are you, what are you going to rate him? I'm going to give him a solid nine. I think I'm right there with you. The The figure overall is really good. I like the hands. Um, you know, it's articulated. You can throw them in all those funky pictures everybody likes to take pictures of. Um, the only thing that's really let down is probably the frame. I'd like to see him photobomb some of your other action figures. If you're going to do some other <laughs> photos for reviews, i like to see this dude photobomb the back with, with funky jazz hands or something. <laughs> That happened. And be behind Captain Picard. Picard pictures. That that's not funny because they're both bald. I mean, that just uh, anyway. So, so I know you'd like to see them in pictures, but if they were going to make more paintings or more art, what what would you like to see? I have quite a wish list. I would say Renoir for sure. Ballerina. Degas. Monet, um, Van Gogh. Oh my gosh! Anything from Van Gogh. You think they could make the you know the, the Van Gogh self portrait and, and get away with it? Why wouldn't they? I don't know. I mean, just do, would you buy that as a figure? It's Van Gogh. <sighs> that, that would actually be pretty neat, even if they did Da Vinci. Himself. I mean, if think of all the things that they could do with a Van Gogh. I mean, he has so many. Anyway, that's a topic for another another day. Um, for Monet, I mean, you wouldn't want to do water lilies because that'd be kind of a snooze fest. But something where he did some garden paintings that had lovely, you know, women and children in them, that would be cool. I would, I would buy that. I'd buy the Van Gogh first, though. And, of course, anything by Da Vinci. War Machine... Um, any of the ones that he did of the human body. Anatomical ones would be cool. Mona Lisa. You have to figure out what she looks like from the waist down. Who cares? Put a magnet on her. Put her on your dashboard. Or if you're John, put her on the fridge. <laughs> Always be smiling going, I know what you're up to. I know you're taking it. <laughs> oh, dude. I, I like the Degas idea, though, with the... um ballerina because uh he did a lot of those in bronze and I, they, they've done some of their stuff in bronze and i think it looks really nice Ooh, what about the statue of david they did that one already or venus de milo done both of those they did david anatomically correct again so post-it note <laughs> some black electrical tape huh so, you know when i do vitruvian man digitally i just digitally remove he becomes a eunuch right the thought of the Theon Greyjoy idea. <laughs> yeah, I Theon Greyjoyed him. That's what this will be known as from now on. She gave him the Greyjoy. Okay. Well, I think on that note, we're going to move along out of here. And I, Gracie, take us on out. Later, Gators. Peace out, Girl Scout. 
If you like listening to podcasts, then there's a good chance you'd enjoy audiobooks as well. To make it easy for you, our sponsor, Audible, is offering our listeners a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial when you go to audibletrial.com forward slash afblues. A book I'd like to recommend is X Heroes by author Peter Kleins. X Heroes is the first book in a series about a group of superheroes trying to survive and protect what's left of humanity in the wake of a zombie apocalypse. It's a genre-bending story that has something for fans of comic books, superhero films, and the whole zombie phenomenon. To get your copy of X Heroes for free and start your 30-day trial, or find another book to start your Audible journey, go to audibletrial.com forward slash afblues. Greetings, valued listeners. Ben, a.k.a. Fish Milkshake here, coming at you with another Action Figure Blues Toy of the Week review. And Playmates have reinvigorated my enthusiasm for their Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles line with the release of The Samurai Usagi Yoyimbo. Yes, everybody's favourite samurai rabbit who has been around for quite some time now finally gets some new plastic love. Uh, this is the newest series from Playmates. It features some updated samurai turtles, but best of all, it features a couple of incarnations of our favourite Miyamoto Usagi. Usagi whichever. Alright, this is a 2017 release, 2017 acquisition. Uh, this seems to be pretty scarce in a lot of areas at the moment, so if you are a, an Usagi fan, don't get sucked into paying big bucks. They are starting to show up all over the place. Uh, most of these will set you back around 10 US dollars, and uh, I found this one sort of fairly easily. It is uh, an action figure. We're talking about the 5-inch line from Playmates, and he clocks in at about 11 centimetres as tall to the top of the head, but because he has his ears tied back in that famous top knot, he comes in at about 13 centimetres, which is quite interesting. Uh, he's actually a little bit taller than his turtle buddies, um, which is uh, an interesting design choice, not one that I'm sort of either you know, here or there about. Uh, I think he actually looks quite good. Um, packaging, well, the Playmates line has pretty much been the same since day one. We do get some updated styling depending on the new wave. This one's obviously geared towards that sort of samurai look and feel so we get the turtles in the background in their new samurai gear and Usagi is actually quite prominent on the card. Um, what I do like about these cards that uh, the Playmates are putting together is uh, if, if your turtles display is anything like mine at some of my bricks and mortar stores, um, these things hang on the peg by the thousands, and sometimes it can actually be pretty hard getting to some of those figures at the back, trying to see who's actually there. And uh, because of the way the the graphics are done, Usagi is actually pretty obvious on that card, so you could flick through them sort of fairly easily from the side or looking over the top and locate one of these guys if that's who you're after. Uh, it's not collector friendly. This is still the traditional uh, bubble on card, so you do have to rip that sucker open. And uh, yeah, it's. Uh, it's a bit of a mess once you get it open. Uh, Usagi sits in a tray fairly easily, just a single twist tie holding him in there. Uh, he comes with his couple of swords, which also lay in the tray fairly easily. Um, not much going on on the back of this car. This is obviously a fairly limited um, wave in terms of the number of figures being released. So we get the four turtles in a samurai gear and, of course, Usagi. Uh, previously, the backs of these cards have shown the other figures that have been released in the series as they've slowly built up and built up. And... 
Uh, I think the cardbacks were getting pretty full there for a while because this line has been going for quite some time now. Uh, but this is beautiful timing by Playmates. This figure has hit the shelves just as the Usagi episodes of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles are airing on TV. So well done to them. All right, well, moving on from packaging, we're going to talk about Sculpt. And uh, this is a nice update of Usagi. Uh, we've uh, seen some different incarnations of him over the years. I'm actually not a big fan of the figure that came out way back in 1989. I actually think it was quite brutish and, and quite poor. Some people would probably say it was kind of consistent with the figures as they were coming out at the time. But looking back, it, it really hasn't aged particularly well. Uh, there was another Usagi figure that came out in about 1995, I think, which was actually a lot nicer. Um, and uh, I still have that figure today, and that actually scales pretty well with this line too. So, um, you know, you keep an eye out for that if you can't find this one. So uh, what we do get is Usagi in his traditional samurai gear. He has his robes, of course, with the flared arms, uh, and he has scabbards attached to the side. He's got his very, very wide flared pants and, of course, those famous uh, socks and sandals going on at the bottom. Uh, what I do particularly like is the portrait, the way they've actually sculpted him. He's got a bit of a, I guess, a, a determined grin on his face, but they've sort of sculpted an eyebrow that uh, almost has a bit of a quizzical look to it. So uh, a couple of different expressions they could have gone for, and I think they've really nailed it with this one. It's uh, it's very sort of proper for the character, uh, and I do like it a lot. Um, there's really not that much going on in terms of the sculpt. Like, there's some nice drapery going on in those very, very large-sized pants and uh, a little bit going on on sort of the I guess the gi the robe that he's actually wearing but you know it's all fairly simplistic and it actually works quite well I think most of the detail comes uh, in probably the sandals the way they've actually done the cords or those you know the little ropes that hold the sandals on the feet you can actually see the little individual grooves and on the back you've got that kind of um, wicker cane effect that um, sort of where his heel sits in the shoes there's a bit of detail on the scabbards as well which is actually quite nice that they haven't actually skimped on that and really beyond that it's all sort of fairly smooth in terms of the figure a little bit of drapery in the belt that goes around that robe and also the I guess you know whatever it is that holds his ears and the top knot sort of the little cloth thing actually has some nice little um, you know wrinkles in it to give it some some sort of uh, pattern to it um, so overall you know it, it's a fairly simple sculpt but I think it actually works really well I really don't have any issues at all um, with the, the sculpt of this figure it works very nicely this is a you know a slightly updated usagi but they haven't actually taken a character away from his roots you can tell immediately who it is uh, and I think you know given the way the styling has been done on the new turtles uh, cartoon he fits in really really well so he's adapted quite nicely to that moving on to paint well boy there's not a, a huge amount happening here at all uh, in fact wherever they can actually get away with casting the plastic in a specific color that's exactly what they've done so uh, Usagi's head is actually sculpted in white plastic uh, the geese sort of the so that top part of his um, his uh, uniform is actually is cast in in blue plastic his pants are cast in a darker colored plastic and then his feet in those sandals are cast in a white 
plastic. So basically everything is cast wherever they can get away with it. And I can see very, very minimal painting. In fact, uh, I guess you've got the, the orange parts of his sandals have been painted over those sort of white socks that are cast plastic. Absolutely no paint on the pants whatsoever. Nothing on the scabbards uh, for the swords. And the only sort of real painting on the torso is they've painted the white over the top of the blue plastic just to sort of bring out that detail with the two little sort of icons on his um, chest. Uh, I guess the best part of painting for the figure is definitely the face where they've actually applied it to uh, the eyes, the eyebrows, the nose, the mouth and his cheeks. And, you know, it's actually done really well. It's very, very simple. It's very minimalistic. They've done just enough to sort of bring out the features and it works really, really well. So we've got those pink eyes that are sort of highlighted by the, the black um, eyeliner and it's working really well. Hands are cast in white plastic as well. So there's really not a lot of paint and what there is has actually been done quite well. I've got a little, paint, a little bit of paint rub on my white on his uh, uniform where it's come off and I can see the blue underneath. But uh, look, that's largely expected for this line. You know, this is a, a cheap collect, well, it's not actually a collector's line, a cheap line that's been produced uh, for very, very minimal uh, amounts. And, you know, the recommended retail price reflects that probably a little bit disappointing I think for me has got to be the scabbard uh, hanging off his uh, off his his hip uh, and that is because the plastic has been cast in the same color that his pants have so they're both sort of this uh, darkish kind of almost navy blue um, kind of a distraction it would have been nice to actually have either a completely different color maybe something you know uh, a bit more sort of traditional sort of that that brown color or even just uh, some kind of paint app to I guess differentiate it a bit from those pants so a little disappointing but look you know you, you're kind of used to it when you're buying figures from this line and at that price point you don't expect a whole lot so for the most part I, I really can't complain uh, I didn't look too closely at the paint apps on the face I actually only found the one Usagi on the peg so I grabbed him so I didn't actually have the option of comparing uh, to see if there were better paint apps on uh, you know another figure uh, so I'm glad I actually got the one that I did now in terms of articulation I was actually quite surprised uh, I'm used to these figures being woeful uh, under-articulated and some of them only have, you know, even five points of articulation. But as I was taking him out of the packet, I was actually surprised to spy uh, joints in the elbows, which came as a bit of a surprise. So um, I think I counted uh, about 13 points of articulation, which must be a record for this line. I don't know whether playmates are upping their game or, you know, what, what was the story behind that. But we've got a ball-jointed head, which actually, you know, we get just enough movement left and right and up and down. Actually, there's not a lot in the up and down, but, you know, it's, it's an Enough to sort of change, you know, almost the expression in the way that you can pose him, which is nice. Uh, we've got pin and discs in the shoulders. We've got pin and discs in the elbows. And we've got, um, you know, rotating cut wrists, which is actually really nice. So being able to bend those elbows is actually a huge advantage, particularly with, you know, characters like this, the wield swords, being able to get them into some groovy poses. Uh, pin and discs in the hips. So we get some movement there. We've got single uh, points of articulation in the knees. Only sort of real disappointment there is because those uh, trousers of his are just so huge, uh, it's kind of restricted in how much you can move that. So you can probably sort of bend that that knee back to about a 45 degree angle. So again, you know, just enough to get some groovy poses happening, but really uh, it's a little bit too restricted. Uh, then just a single joint, swivel joint in the ankles. So no uh, ankle rocker at all. Um, fortunately, his feet are actually quite large. So you can actually get him to stand quite uh, quite easily, and he does actually. He's quite stable, so a bit of rocking, and he doesn't you know fall over or anything like that. So you know a, a lot 
of the time, that's all you can really ask for in a figure is just get them to stand up well so that they're not sort of taking a uh, suicidal jump off of your shelf. So really quite groovy, quite pleased at just how much articulation there is. I was actually looking at the pics on the back of the samurai turtles and I can see elbow joints with those guys too, which is really, really cool that um, they're actually upping their game a bit. Uh, now, in terms of uh, accessories, he comes with just the two swords. There's not really a lot happening there. One slightly longer than the other, so I'm not really sure what's going on with that um, that shorter one because it's only just slightly shorter than the longer katana, which is uh, a bit odd. Uh, cast in a grey plastic, nothing really exciting going on. Uh, some nice sculpting on the handle, so you can see those wrap. The wraps there, you know, really stand out, so they haven't sort of skimped on that. But in terms of paint apps, there's absolutely nothing happening here. These uh, are just cast in the one colour, and there are no highlights at all. They do actually slip nicely into the scabbards, which is always a bonus. That doesn't always happen on your figures, so it's nice to be able to slip those into those scabbards if you don't want him holding them in his hands. The handles do fit nicely into the hands, which is actually pretty cool. It's not loose at all. It's actually quite firm, which I really, really like. Um, and that's pretty groovy, and you can just sort of put one in his hand and slip the other one into the scabbard. It does sit a little bit high, which is a bit sort of awkward, so, you know, it's probably best to actually have them in his hands. So, very nice, a couple of nice accessories. He's got to come with his swords, of course, and so I'm actually really, really pleased um, to, to get those. Now, there are a few variations of Usagi. There's a samurai armoured version, and I do believe there might even be one. I think I saw one where he comes with an armoured horse. So, uh, plenty of really cool options there. Nice to see uh, Stan uh, Sakai uh, represented again in action figure form with his uh, awesome rabbit who I have loved for many years. Look, this is a really fun figure. I really don't have too many concerns about it at all. Um, you know, a little bit more in the paint apps would have been really, really nice, but again, keeping that price point in mind, um, kind of hard to, to fault it. So look, I'm just going to go for a flat out nine out of ten dollies. All right. Well, thank you very much for listening, and I will catch you next time. Bye for now. Okay, well, that brings us nearly to the end of the show. I hope you enjoyed those great reviews, and I want to give a special shout-out to Mrs. Nerd for chiming in this week. Uh, it's uh, kind of like, you know, having one of those characters that's often always mentioned on a show but never appears appearing for the first time. Um, so very special, and um, that was super fun to listen to John and Mrs. Nerd. Um, before we go, uh, I've got two bits of feedback tonight, and they both happen to be new five-star reviews from iTunes, which is always super exciting. Um, we appreciate that, not just because it makes us feel good, but also because um, giving us uh, positive ratings and reviews in your podcast tool of choice helps other people find our show as well. And so the first one um, comes from Mr. Bigbo, and uh, the title of his review is Fun and Informative, and he says, love these guys. They review a wide range of collectibles from $20 mass market toys to statues that cost hundreds and give you a great sense of their details. Awesome. Thank you, Mr. Big Bow. And then the next one is from King Cutlet 311 uh, and it's titled The Best at What They Do. And he says, or or she um, says, after listening to several different action figure podcasts, as well as watching far too many YouTube review videos, I can easily say that these guys are the best of the bunch by a long shot. Aww. 
Thanks, King Cutlet. Uh, there's more. He says, I never thought I would hear action figure and statue reviews that are this in-depth, thorough, and artfully critical. Their methods and execution rival those of professional movie critics that you would find in major publications and newspapers. But most importantly, listening to their podcast is a fun and engaging experience. Um, so thanks very much, guys, for um, those reviews. Much appreciated. And if you would like to give us some feedback, you can email us directly at podcast.actionfigureblues.com. Um, you can, of course, head to your uh, podcast tool of choice to leave us a review. Um, you can also hit us up on Twitter at AFBlues, and we are also on Facebook and Instagram at Action Figure Blues. So um, please find us there. And until next time, thank you for listening. And good night, nerds. The Action Figure Blues podcast can be found on iTunes and Stitcher Radio and can be downloaded direct from actionfigureblues.com. Wherever you listen, please take a moment to leave a positive rating and review to help others find our show. Our theme music is by Robert Crandall. Our ad music is by Scott Holmes. The AFB logo is created by Nath Stones. We also have an active fan forum at afbforum.com where you can join with all the hosts of the podcast and many other collectors to discuss news, reviews, old lines, and trade and sell in a safe community. Please join us there. While you're at actionfigureblues.com, please check out our sponsors like Max Comics and Stuff, Loot Crate, Audible, and Gamefly. You can find us on Twitter at AFBlues, on Instagram at actionfigureblues, and on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash actionfigureblues. Thanks for listening. 